This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Monday, April 26, 2021. I'm Nick Matterwood. And I'm Zane Townsend. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, COVID-19 infections on the rise in India. On your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Bradley Wells will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Lake Jude will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 72 degrees. And now, order our top story. Apple is following through on its pl- on its pledge to crack down on Facebook and other snoopy apps that secretly shadow people on their iPhones in order to target more advertising at users. The new privacy feature is rolling out today as part of a free update to the operating system powering the iPhone and iPad. The anti-tracking shield is coming out after a seven-month delay during which Apple and Facebook attacked each other's business models and motives for decisions that affect billions of people around the world. Now big question will revolve around the financial fallout on Facebook and whether other companies will become more aggressive about protecting people's privacy. Italy's gradual reopening after six months of rotating virus closures is satisfying no one, too cautious for some and too hasty for others. Allowing outdoor dining starting today is too little too late for restaurant owners whose survival has been threatened by more than a year of on-again, off-again virus closures. Italy's 10 p.m. curfew also puts a damper on theater reopenings and is bad PR for the country's key summer tourism season. A day ahead of the reopenings, Italians packed city squares and parks yesterday. Medical experts, meanwhile, fear that reopening, while the virus is not yet contained in Italy, will invite a free-for-all that produces another virus surge. India has set another record for daily coronavirus infections for a fifth day in a row. At more than 350,000, today the country reported more than 2,800 deaths, with roughly 117 Indians succumbing to the disease every hour. And experts say even those numbers are likely an undercount. The new infections brought India's total to more than 17.3 million, behind only the United States. Doctors like Dr. Gatim Singh are on the front lines trying to keep their patients alive. Like many others, he is taken to social media to try to get supplies he needs, like critical oxygen, to help his patients. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal to expand gun rights in the United States in a New York case over the right to carry a firearm in public for self-defense. The case will be argued in the fall and marks the court's first foray into gun rights since Justice Amy Coney Barrett excuse me, came on board in October making a 6-3 to three conservative majority. The, the justices said today they'll review a lower court ruling that upheld New York's restrictive gun permit law. New York is among eight states that limit who has the right to carry a weapon in public. The others are California, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. Russian authorities have ordered the offices of imprisoned opposition leader Alexei Navalny to halt their activities pending a court ruling on whether to outlaw them as an extremist group. 
The move is part of the most recent wave of crackdown on Navalny's political organizations. Earlier this month, the Moscow prosecutor's office petitioned to court to label his foundation for fighting corruption in network of regional offices as extremist groups. Such a designation would outlaw their activities and expose members and supporters to long prison terms. It is a major challenge for Navalny's embattled team, whose many members have been arrested for arrested or face criminal charges. Coming up, the Justice Department begins its investigation into global police forces. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, 5 days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well... I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. And welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Dick Mattelwood. And I'm Zane Townsend. West Virginia University has extended its relaxed requirement for test scores for students seeking admission as the coronavirus pandemic continues. The practice began last fall and continued this spring. It is currently in effect for fall 2021 and will continue for fall 2022 and spring 2023 the school said in a news release. West Virginia University Assistant Vice President of Enrollment Management George Zimmerman says students who are not able to take the SAT or ACT will still be admitted if they show academic ability otherwise. Ohio has lost one seat in Congress as a result of new census figures released today. Prompted by sluggish population growth, the loss of a U.S. House seat comes as the state embarks on a new system of drawing its congressional maps, which are considered among the most gerrymandered in the nation. The latest census adjustment will take the state's representation in the U.S. House, the 15 representatives, down from the current 16. It marks the sixth straight decade of lost seats. The Justice Department is opening a sweeping probe into policing in Louisville, Kentucky, over the March 2020 death of Breonna Taylor, who was shot to death by police during a raid at her home. The 26-year-old Taylor, emergency medical technician, had been studying to become a nurse, was roused from sleep by police who came through the door using a battering ram. Her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, fired once. A no-knock warrant was approved as part of a narcotics investigation. No drugs were found at her home. Today's announcement was made by Attorney, uh, excuse me, Attorney General Merrick Garland. A West Virginia Wesleyan College alumnus has donated 1.5 million U.S. dollars to the school for a new paid research program in science. 
Charleston attorney John F. McCusty made the largest one-time donation in the school in the private liberal arts college's 130-year history. The Associated Press reports that at least two freshmen and one sophomore will be chosen each year. Applicants for the summer program at the Buchanan School must be involved in science programs with a focus on biology, chemistry, and physics. They'd include residents of Appalachia, minorities and people of color, students with intellectual or physical disabilities, and students who attended low-performing public high schools. The former Cleveland police officer who fatally shot Tamir Rice in 2014 has asked the Ohio Supreme Court to help him win his job back. Cleveland fired Timothy Lumman in 2017. An arbitrator and a county judge upheld the dismissal. Lumman was fired for providing false information on his employment application and not for killing of Tamir, a 12-year-old black child playing with a pellet gun outside a recreation center. Lohman shot Tamir within seconds of a cruiser skidding to a stop near him. A state appellate court earlier this year dismissed Lohman's appeal on a technicality. And coming up, next demolition of a capsized boat continues in Georgia. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Please stay with us. You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. But mom! Don't but mom me. You heard what the doctor said. I'm fine. I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on. I can't miss the game. It's still serious even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season. All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a health care professional says it's okay. A message from CDC. Welcome back to New Center 88, the best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Nick Mattelwood. And I'm Zane Townsend. The White House says the U.S. will begin sharing its entire stock of AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines with the world once it clears federal safety review. As many as 60 million doses are expected to be available for export in the coming months. The move greatly expands on the Biden administration's action last month to share about 4 million doses of the vaccine with Mexico and Canada. The AstraZeneca drug is widely in use around the world, but has not yet been authorized by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The White House is increasingly assured about the supply of the three vaccines being administered in the U.S. The demolition of an overturned cargo ship off the coast of Georgia is halfway done, and officials say the job has several more months to go. A towering crane lifted the engine room section of the vessel today and moved it away from the rest of the ship. It is the fourth of eight giant chunks the ship is being carved into for removal by barge. The South Korean freighter capsized in September 2019, soon after leaving the port of Brunswick. With 4,200 vehicles in its cargo decks, it took more than five months to cut open the first half of the ship by tearing through its hull with a length of anchor chain. 
NASA and SpaceX are promising more Coast Guard patrols and fewer pleasure boaters for this week's splashdown by four astronauts. Three NASA astronauts and one from Japan are scheduled to return from the International Space Station on Wednesday, flying home in a SpaceX Dragon capsule. SpaceX is targeting the Gulf of Mexico near Tallahassee for its second return of a crew. Last August, pleasure boaters surrounded SpaceX's bobbing two-man capsule, putting themselves at risk from any leaking capsule fuel. During a news conference today, the astronaut Mike Hopkins urged the public to stay safe by staying away. Volunteers searching for seven men still missing after the oil industry boat they worked on capsized off Louisiana's coast say they have found life jackets and other debris. An air and water search continued today by a non-profit group, the United Cajun Navy. On its Facebook page, the group said the search would be concentrated along Louisiana's barrier islands. Locations were based on where the debris from the uh, Seacorp power was found. The lift boat capsized April 13th in stormy weather with 19 aboard. Six were rescued and six bodies have been recovered and seven are still missing and presumed dead. A small but important tract of land has been added to the Big South Fork National River and Recreation Area with help from a conservation organization. The Associated Press cited a statement from the Nature Conservancy last week in reporting that the National Park Service paid $370,000 for the 400-acre tract in southern Kentucky. The Park Service purchased the land from the conservation group, which bought the land when the owner decided to sell and held on to it until the Park Service had funded for it. Big South Fork Superintendent Nikki Stephanie Nicholas says the purchase would protect the river. And coming up next, latest in the U.S. Census data on your only daily political update when the News Center 88 returns right after this. Juan, what are you doing? Chilling. Are you high again? What's it to you? Why are you so high all the time like you don't have anything else better to do? Who said I was high? Then why are you acting like that? I'm listening to the sounds of 88.1. It gives me this natural high. You ought to listen since you're always stressed out. Juan, you straight tripping. But I guess I'll give the station a try since you're so uh, laid back over there. Besides, maybe the music might help me get my freak on. Well, all right. 88.1 WMUL. Ah, my darling, I love the tango, and I love you, more than the sunrise on a clear summer day, more than the colors of the rainbow, more than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Aspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. 
You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. And welcome back to News Center 88. I'm McMadawa. And I'm Zane Townsend. West Virginia's long population slide has cost the state another congressional seat. U.S. Census Bureau data released today leaves the state with just two seats in the U.S. House. That makes for tough choices by the three Republican incumbents after the next round of redistricting. The census data confirms a continued economic and population decline linked to the demise of the coal industry. The state's resident population dipped to 1,793,716 in 2020, down 3.2% from 1,852,994 in 2010. The state once had six House seats, but the delegation has been shrinking since 1960. The first numbers in the 2020 census are out, and they show Republican-controlled southern and western states gaining congressional seats. The once-a-decade headcount shows where the population grew during the past 10 years and where it shrank. Fast-growing states like Texas got enough people to merit two new House seats. Florida and North Carolina picked up one each as well. In contrast, Michigan, New York, and Ohio each lost a seat, and so did California, losing a seat for the first time ever. Hundreds of 17-year-olds who could not cast ballots in the 2020 election because of their age are among 294,000 registered Iowa voters recently marked as inactive. Being marked as inactive in the state's voter registration database does not immediately affect anyone's ability to vote in any way, according to the Iowa Secretary of the State's office. But under state law, it's the first step in a process that will result in the cancellation of one's registration after four more years of inactivity. A new law rewriting election rules signed by Governor Kim Reynolds last month requires the Iowa Secretary of State to move all voters who did not cast ballots in the most recent general election to inactive status. Previously, they had to miss two. Georgia Republican Doug Collins, a favorite of former President Donald Trump, says he does not plan to run for governor or U.S. Senate in 2022. Collins' announcement today makes it less likely that there will be a top-drawer primary challenger to Republican Governor Brian Kemp in the separate Senate race. It leaves Republicans still looking for a heavyweight against Democratic U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock. Collins ran unsuccessfully for the seat. Warnock ultimately won last year. Collins did not rule out a future statewide run by taking a pass in 2022, though. Though he raises the questions of just how involved Trump will be in the next state after uh, in the state, after being clear he wants to exact revenge on Kemp for his part in certifying President Joe Biden's win last November. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy has offered COVID-19 vaccines to residents of the small British Columbia town of Stewart, with hopes it could lead the Canadian government to ease restrictions between Stewart and the tiny Alaska border community of Hyder, a couple miles away. Hyder and Stewart are closely linked. In an interview with the Associated Press, Dunleavy referred to them as, quote, one community in two countries, unquote. With COVID-19, travel in Canada is restricted, including travel between the neighboring towns. Dunleavy went to Hyder recently with the state's chief medical officer to offer vaccines to Hyder residents and people from Stewart. And coming up... 
Bradley Wells will have a neat look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Blake Shield will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Please stay with us. Institute for Better Radio. We're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you Better Radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. This just in, the WMUL news staff is looking for dedicated individuals to report, anchor, and produce its multi-award winning daily newscast. No experience is required and all majors may apply. Interested candidates should call 696-6640 or email wmulnews at marshall.edu. Join the crew for the best newscast for the state of West Virginia. News Center 88 on 88.1 WMUL. And welcome back to News Center 88. It's now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. We couldn't have asked for a better day from the start of finals week across campus. It was a great day to get out or get in those last-minute cram sessions outside. In a topsy-turvy month, spring is surely back as we hit the 73-degree mark as a high. We can expect the warm and clear conditions to continue into our evening as tents stay mild near 65 degrees. We'll see most of clear skies and overnight lows dip slightly to 55. As promised last week, Tuesday is our 80-degree day, starting mild in the upper 50s under clear skies. Tuesday will feel like the perfect spring day, topping out at 83 with a light breeze. Pollen counts will be highest Tuesday before a slight decrease Wednesday. As for Tuesday night, we'll see clouds increase, but overnight lows mild in the low 60s. Wednesday looks like our best chance for rain as another system moves in. This will set us up for an unsettled pattern for the rest of the finals week. We'll see a break in the rain just in time for graduation weekend so far. But as always, Kyle Weiss and I will keep our weather eyes peeled for any updates this week right here on New Center 88, Weather Desk. As for our spring 2021 finals week, starting off exceptionally well weather-wise, we share our good weather fortune with the class of 1989. Today's weather and history to take a look at another fine finals week when record warmth for much of the eastern U.S. Evansville, Indiana hit 91 under clear skies, as did Nashville, Tennessee, setting the still-standing record for this date. Even here on the Marshall campus, the class of 1989 enjoyed 84-degree weather, clear skies, and a light easterly breeze. Not at all a bad start to to the final push to another academic year at Marshall. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a beautiful 72 degrees. That is your Metro Huntington weather forecast for the new Center 88 team. I am Bradley Wells. Thank you, Bradley. Now, Blake Jude joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report.
Brianna McCallum received a win and moved to 2-0 at win-loss record this season. In Game 2, FIU managed to bounce back, only allowing the Herd to score two runs as Marshall fell to 7-2 in the second game of the doubleheader. Kaylee Joyce received a loss in the second game. On Sunday, Marshall got the last laugh as the Herd won the fourth game of the series 7-3, winning the series 3-1 in total. Kaylee Joyce got the win after losing the previous day, now improving her record to 4-3 on the season. In total, Marshall improved to 18-9 and 7-5 in conference play. The Herd softball team will battle Charlotte University in a four-game series in Charlotte, North Carolina on May the 7th. Moving over to Marshall baseball, after falling to number 14th-ranked La Tech in game one of two of the four-game series, the Herd managed to battle back, winning three, games three and four in the evening series against the Bulldogs. In game three, Marshall pulled off an 11-5 victory. Kyle Schaefer had a home run in the victory, and relief pitcher Will Dondo received his first win of the season. In Game 4, Marshall's bats continued their hot streak, winning again 7-2. Peter Hutzel went deep twice, and Travis Sankovic tacked on another one home run as John Sheetwood got his second win of the season. The Herd baseball team moves on to 8-24 on the season and 4-16 in conference play. Marshall will go back home and begin a four-game series against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers this upcoming Friday. Moving over to some national sports news, in the NBA, Lakers star power forward Anthony Davis made his return to the court this weekend. Star forward was limited in Thursday's game, playing only 17 minutes. However, on Saturday, Davis was able to play near full minutes and is expected to be in the starting lineup tonight against the Orlando Magic. Davis is averaging 22 points per game to go along with eight rebounds and three assists. In the NFL on Friday, the Super Bowl runner-up Kansas City Chiefs acquired Pro Bowl offensive tackle Orlando Brown from the Ravens for a package of picks. The full deal includes the Chiefs, the Chiefs' first, third, fourth-round picks this season, as well as a fifth-round pick in 2022 in exchange for Orlando Brown and the Ravens' 2021 second-round pick. Former Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee and former Steelers and Arizona Cardinals offensive tackle Marcus Gilbert each announced their retirement over the weekend. Sean Lee completed an 11-year career, all with the Cowboys, including two Pro Bowl seasons, 2015 and 16. Marcus Gilbert had an eight-year career. However, he only played seven due to an ACL injury in 2019 that kept him out the entire season. The 33-year-old opted out of the 2020 season due to coronavirus concerns. That is all for the Sports Report for New Center 88. I'm Blake Jude. Thanks, Blake. When we return on New Center 88 to battle for the Joshes. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
finally today on New Center 88. We are not joshing at all. There was actually a duel held over the weekend over the name Josh. This all started a year ago when Josh Swain, a college student from Tucson, Arizona, started messaging others with the same name on social media and challenged them to a duel. That led to hundreds showing up at the Air Park in Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday to take part in a round of silliness. First, a Josh Swain from Arizona and one from Omaha squared off in a battle of rock, paper, scissors, which earned the Arizona Josh a title of the true Josh Swain. That was followed by a pitched pool noodle battle open to anyone with the first name of Josh. That was won by a five-year-old boy. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Zane Townsend, Michael Stanley, Bradley Wells, Blake Jude, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Nick Battlewood. And your thought today is change your thoughts and you change your world. Norman Vincent Peale.